99. Hello. 99 for life. We're live. Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're discussing skills. I, I didn't give anybody a warning. We're just talking about advancing characters. Uh, welcome back. Tuesday night, Garbly Games, North American Edition. We are continuing the Masks and Nailathotep. Uh, using Pulp Cthulhu rules. <laughs> Here are Garbly Games. And we are two sessions into the New York mystery of Mr. Jackson Elias's death. So what we'll do is I'll do the round table. Everybody can introduce their characters. And then we'll do a recap of last week. We'll roll our luck before I forget. And oh, housekeeping. Someone on YouTube mentioned this. And I forgot this last time we did Pulp Cthulhu. Or Cthulhu in general. Not as Pulp. And I forgot it this time around as well. So someone in the comments on YouTube around me. You can push your rolls and call it Cthulhu. So you don't necessarily have to spend luck. But if you do push a roll and you fail... It's usually, it's like suggested in the book. Like, it's pretty dire, the failure. So, we can, you can use it. You can push your rolls, but just keep that in mind. It's usually pretty bad if you fail the second time. Um, but you have luck also. And in Pulp, we have even more luck than usual. So, let's go around the table here. We'll get a rundown of everybody's characters. Aaron, tell us about Seamus. So, Seamus Rook is a, uh, a young man. Born in Los Angeles, uh, grew up there uh, as a thief and a, and a cat burglar, uh, got ran out of the city for stealing from the wrong person, um, and joined the army, fought in the war, got out, was kicking around uh, England, and that's where he met Jackson Elias uh, and helped him uh, rip off a museum for the book he was writing. Uh, after that, he went back to Chicago uh, and quickly wore out his welcome there and was lucky enough to get a letter from uh, uh, Jackson saying, come to New York. And, and that's where he's at. Working yeah, out with this good. disruptible crew of people. You've, you've made some fast friends here. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, very good. And Megan returning as Gwen from the Peru leg of the journey. Yeah, I play I play Gwendolyn uh, Murphy or Gwen, uh, a once sort of struggling artist of basic landscape design. Um, after Peru and the craziness that ensued, uh, she went a little dark, started drawing um, South American pyramids and swirly swirly gigs um, <laughs> to some notoriety. Uh, her uh, her paintings have been featured across the world. Um, but the majority of her income gets funneled into the Conquistadors Purse, um, a charity she set up in uh, Peru to help uh, everybody affected by the darkness. Um, she's uber excited to catch um, uh, the, the killer. I mean, this, this was one of, uh, Jackson Elias was one of her best friends, went through this craziness together, camaraderie and so forth, wants to get to the bottom of it. Excited to see what she'll do next. That's right. You, unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately, I should say, you did not witness the murder of Jackson Elias. Probably a good thing. Might have uh, spun you even more deeper into that hole that you've entered. Indeed. Pat is playing Veronica West. Can you tell us about Veronica, please? On the subject of people who did witness the murder of uh, our dear, dearly departed, among others. Uh, Veronica West is a uh, stone-cold black widow and uh, quite notorious throughout New York uh, and uh, has done quite well for herself in spite of her notoriety. You know, there's no such thing as a bad uh, 
publicity stunt after all. And uh, on the subject of publicity stunts, she's in it to win it with regards to solving this cold case over uh, Elias's death because she knows in her heart of hearts that she will be the woman who solves this murder and gains all the press. That's right. It's not, that's not the first room she's been found in with a dead man before. <laughs> and it won't be the last. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I love that. <laughs> uh, Louis, Jeff, Louis is also returning. He's a little from terrified all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> returning from the you Peru should. adventure that we did previously here. Tell us about Louis Salvatore. Yeah. Louis Salvatore is a private investigator from New York, from Flushing. He lives in Flushing, or he's from Flushing, he lives in Queens. Uh, he uh, He's in his early 50s at this point. Uh, he, he is a high functioning alcoholic uh pretty good actually pretty good investigator but his his alcoholism has certainly has certainly caused some trouble for him uh he has an estranged wife they the two of them they don't communicate haven't really talked about that too much but uh there's 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 some some dark stuff uh in the past that has kind of kept them separated and things have just not gotten better uh he has some mob ties uh where he has been doing some blackmail gigs for the maranzano uh, uh faction of the new york mafia uh, the kind of blackmailing various politicians and things like that and has been involved in some of that from time to time. But he still likes to do legitimate uh, legitimate jobs. And uh, the, not only not only is, uh, is Jackson Elias's like death a personal thing, but at the same time, it's also he's finally doing something that has value as opposed to just like, you know, screwing over politicians and left and right. So I think that's might be what's driving him at this point. Plus, just being reunited with an old friend uh, is, in Gwen is probably enough to, to kind of give him purpose today. Very nice. And you'll notice that Evan's uh, section is left blank because I'm going to kill him right away, like in every right. game. So yep. I'm just, just going to leave it blank going forward. You know, how many river bees are we going to go through here? Uh, <laughs> no, I confess before the stream, I noticed that I... I didn't ask Pete to update the overlay, so I apologize. So it does not have Aaron, Evan's character's information. We'll have it next week. I promise. I promise. Unless I kill you this week. Mm, yeah, we're preparing. <laughs> tell us. Tell us about Ryan, your character. Yeah, I'm playing Ryan Grayfall. He is a immigrant from Switzerland. He came when he was fairly young. He is a mountain of a man to easily describe him. Um, he's much older now, but when he came over, he was just a young kind of teenager that didn't know what he was going to do with his life and he met Jackson Elias I was kind of like a bodyguard when he went to the Amazons it was more of like a muscle person and that's where he experienced some things but unlike Gwyn he kind of made it peak his curiosity more so than put him into like a you know negative mindset so he kind of settled down as a librarian and since then has been studying the occult and trying to learn more about um, kind of what all of this might mean or what if there is any meaning to any of it and he's still a really big guy but he's kind of settled down from beating people up to being more of that side maybe right very good all right time to get into the recap this is where it's tough because so much information is coming out wait wait, wait hold up yes ryan's a librarian yeah yeah that's the big double, reveal. Double you just fucking, on that you just dropped that like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's an occultist. That's his occupation. Big. Okay, old, you can go on that. Big <laughs> old built dude. He's big old occultist. 
literally. Okay, so we kicked off last week with the funeral for Jackson Elias. That is where the party of investigators came together finally, and they've kind of decided to work together to look into this a little further. Even though nothing formal has really happened, they were approached by two men at the funeral, the only other two guests there uh one of them being jonah kensington who is the owner of prospera house the publisher of all of jackson elias's books and carlton ramsey who was jackson elias's lawyer and invited them to the reading of the will as they have all been named in it uh, by jackson elias themselves uh from there you got into a little tussle with some reporters that were looking for a scoop uh, some some names are called gwen punched one of them right in the face they fell in the snow it was great uh where did we go from there uh we went so the other things we did were emerson oh, imports emerson imports we went to emerson imports yeah. we went and spoke to mr emerson who uh revealed that he is the importer for ken or the sole importer for kenya that's a that's a big thing uh he, he brings in goods from kenya and he is uh Sends almost all of them over to uh, Mr. Silas Silas Naquan, who runs a local little curios shop by the name of Juju House. And that's all he could really tell you. That's all the information he really had for you. And that kind of checks out because on Jackson Lice's body, you found a card for Emerson Imports. And on the back was the name Silas Naquan written on the back of it. So that kind of solved that riddle. Uh, From there, we, what, called Harvard? To Correct. find out about the book that Mr. Jackson Elias had requested, you spoke to a, uh, a lady there who's willing to help you out with your investigations as they go on. Uh, but she was unable to explain what happened. The, the book just went vanished in thin air. It was, uh, what was it? Africa's Dark Sects was the name of the book that he was, he was requesting. And there was an odd smell or odor in the library the day of its disappearance. Uh, from there, you went and accosted an old man, Dr. Mordecai Lemming, <laughs> in his residence. You went and saw him. He was the gentleman who the police, the New York Police Department, brought in uh, on the previous murders of people or victims who were found with the, the carvings in their forehead that Jackson had. And uh, he, he, he wasn't able to offer up much. He believed it was a copycat killer who had probably read something along the lines of these, this, this, this cult or tribe in Kenya. Uh, they're also from Kenya. Coincidence? Who knows? Uh, and that uh, the man who committed these crimes is on death row. And this latest one of Jackson Lice must be another copycat killer who had seen and heard of these previous killings. Uh, and he also spoke uh, that he, he's a he's an acquaintance of uh, Silas Naquan. So the name came up twice in the last session. So everybody said, we need to go to Juju House. I think that pretty much covers the previous session. Is that... Uh... Mention the will, the will reading too. Yeah, we're going to do the will. I, we're yeah. going to start with the reading of the will this week. We're going to sideline right into that before we get all crazy and uh, start kicking in Juju House's doors here. Uh... An ex- and an, a, an extremely expensive book somehow found its way into Seamus Rook's That's pocket. That's right. And he was in the process of selling that to the uh, museum as we faded to black last week. That's right. Mm-hmm. What was it worth in like today's dollars? It's like three thousand dollars or yeah. something. At the very least, yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. I'm sure oh. you made exactly as much as it was worth from <laughs> Oh, the old man also really liked Amazing Grace. He just played it at just unreasonable Ooh, volume just... all the time. Just constantly, nonstop. Which I feel is like right. he was trying to tell us something. I really feel I feel like there was like 
subtle undertones. Like he was trying to admit to the crime, like there is a copycat and I'm that copycat. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't pick I up am. on it. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll only realize that in two sessions from now, though. Yes. Yeah. Where he pulled the mask off. It's like, oh, it was old man lemmings ah. this whole time. <laughs> Which reminds me of using... mouth out, mask off. How sweet the sound! <laughs> it saved the wretch like me! <laughs> We're using Sirenscape. Thank uh, we need to thank Sirenscape for supplying us with um, the official sound set for the Masks and Irelithotep adventure. They were kind enough to give it to us, and it is enhancing uh, the experience. So we'll be using that tonight as well. So if you hear sounds like last time it scared people, all of a sudden there was crows cawing in their ears, and they thought they were it was outside or they're playing video games. No, no, it is Sirenscape <laughs> adding to the overall experience. So uh, I'm gonna say that we're gonna kick things off this week with the reading the will I, I think we had a day or two in between but we're just gonna kind of fast forward to that luck um, luck roll oh thank you evan for reminding me all right everybody roll your luck i always forget what do you roll again uh you roll luck like luck skill oh no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Roll the, your luck. Click the it. ability right Click Click it. It. yes yeah. and if it's higher than your current luck you roll 2d 10 plus 10 and add that to your score. If it's lower, 1d10 plus 5. And add that to your luck. Your wow, luck pool. I still get some. Thank Holy you. Mole, I got way too much luck. Mm. Well, you need to spend it. <laughs> yeah. And because of my talent, I get a bonus d10. So I'm still rolling 2d10. Oh. Look at this. Whoa. It really encourages you to spend that luck every session. Because it does cap out. At 99. Yeah. So if you've got it and there's a roll you really, really want to make, you might as well use it because you know it's going to happen at the top of every session. Yeah. And then if Matt. you start the session with less, it, you know the chances of rolling higher than it are pretty good. Quick, quick question for you. Yes. Uh, how do you? How does one regain uh, HP uh, in Call hmm. of Cthulhu? Because we're doing a lot of these time jumps and stuff. Are you down here? I, I fell off. I, I fell off it. Well, I didn't oh, fall off it. I fell yeah. with a fire escape at one point. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. look it up. It's fine. Don't, okay. don't worry about it. We can go ahead. I'll yeah, if you can take a you, re you recover one hit point per day oh, yeah, uh, if you have no major wounds. Otherwise, make a constitution check for removal of major wounds each week. You don't have a major wound. So hit point a day. It's been two days? Three days? Well, we're fast yeah. forwarding. How many hit points are you down? Okay. Uh, nine. Holy give yourself, moly! Give yourself four hit points. If you if you're if you're relaxing in a comfortable environment or have medical care, you can uh, add one d up to two d three a week. Give yourself four it's hit a points. Week. As an alcoholic, I would argue that he is constantly relaxed <laughs> and always comfortable. Always no, comfortable. We're gonna go. Thank and you. super healings thanks to his magical liver. <laughs> this gin is just done. It's like a healing potion. <laughs> right? This ad brought to you by the 20s. Medical understanding? Who needs it? Eat opium. Eat opium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump to Monday, January 19th. You're going to the office of one Carlton Ramsey. And you're going to the, the reading of the will. His office is located on 124th and Lenox Avenue. Uh, are we? How are we? How are we getting there? Are we all taking uh, Veronica's car again? I'm walking. Snazzy car. You're walking. It's cold, 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 freezing January. I'm more, from Switzerland. It's more okay. snow than usual. But okay, you're walking. Okay, you're leaving ahead of time. Yeah, Seamus would have uh, probably stopped by uh, 
by her house and said, yeah, can I get a lift? Uh, I don't know the city very well yet. Oh, please. Don't mind me. I'm just powdering my face before we go. Um, and feel free to help yourself to uh, some of my uh, some of my bountiful uh, beverages while we're uh, while we're waiting for anybody else who might want my, to use my car. Well, that's, that's very that's very kind of you, Veronica. But uh, I I don't actually drink. But if you got some milk or something around the place, I could uh, I could do it with a shot of the old cow. Uh, milk doesn't suit my stomach. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, that's okay. I'll just raid your fridge. That's fine. I don't like leftovers anyway. <laughs> All right. And uh, is anybody else going to bum, bum yeah. her car? Or is everybody else yeah. walking? Just Ryan is walking. He's leaving an hour ahead of the rest of you. <laughs> it being difficult. <laughs> is there, is there a like a, no, never mind. That, that, that oh. crazy rain. He, his dogs are going to be barking by the time he gets there. A big fella like that pounding on those poor dogs. Hey, he's a pushover. I don't know. Right. So load in the car. Ryan, you leave early. Doesn't seem to like your... a cut of my gym. <laughs> put your coat on. You head out in the cold. Everyone else, you leave about an hour later. Uh, it's a short drive to Mr. Ramsey's office. Like I said, it's located in Harlem. Uh, it is a small office building. It's actually located in a much larger building. It's located in a, in a, I wouldn't say a high rise, but it's about nine stories. And his office is, is located in this building. And you get out and he uh, lets you know that it's on the second floor. So you, this building is, is older. It doesn't have one of those fancy elevators. So you take the stairs up to the second floor, follow the directions and you find his office. There is a glass door. It's kind of frosted glass. You can't see inside. And it says Carlton Ramsey Esquire on the outside, on the glass. Do you knock? Do you just walk in? Ryan's standing there waiting I, um, for you. I knock lightly on the door. Sure. You knock lightly on the door, and you hear shuffling on the inside, and a man's voice is, I'll, I'll be right there, I'll be right there, hold on one moment. And it's a familiar voice, the, the same man you heard at the funeral. And you hear some shuffling of feet across the wooden floor, and Eventually, the door opens slowly, and you see, again, remember he was, he's quite fidgety, and he was kind of, like, distracted and wiry, and he's kind of like that again. He looks at you, the the five, four of you, and he looks over your shoulders and kind of down the hallway and see if anybody else is there, and then, c -c 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 come in, come in, please, please, come into my office. And he swings it open for you, and you see it's a small office, just like, it's like a single room. Uh, he's got a big desk, a chair in front of the window. There's... Uh, bookshelves on either side because it's january the radiator is is on and it's kind of banging every once in a while and there's enough chairs for all of you would it be a psychology role to determine uh if i can get any glimpses into why he might be so jittery yeah go ahead and make me psychology roll. all right you beat me to it anybody ah, can make bummer. it you can all make it remember this is how we're gonna upgrade our uh, our stats <laughs> here by failing rolls <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna Where use uh, I'm gonna use uh, 13 points of luck to pass that. Okay, so if you do if you use luck, the only thing to remember is it doesn't fill it in, like it doesn't count towards succeeding. Oh no, in. you're right, you're right. Never mind. Yeah. I don't do that then. Fuck okay. That. Okay. <laughs> all right. So all of yeah. you are kind of reading him. I'm gonna use my reroll. Cryptic. <laughs> you can use the greatest liar of all time. Yeah. You. 
Oh, look Never at mind. spending Fuck the luck. That. Megan, totally you, you study him. Uh, you've you've hadn't met him before the funeral, but it seems to be just like his natural disposition. Uh, he's just a very cautious man. Like he goes over his desk, he picks up a pen, and he starts fiddling with it and twisting it. He puts it down. He puts his hand in his pockets. He's always kind of playing with something. It just seems to be his nature, from what you mm-hmm. you pick up. Uh, so he he invites you all to sit down. He's got a very neat office, simply decorated. Not not much to it. Um, and he goes over to a nearby table and he gets, uh, you see him, he grabs a, a really good bottle of bourbon, which is illegal right now. And he goes over a cupboard and he grabs glasses. For like 10 a.m.? And this he puts is my kind of, this is my kind of will reading. Puts them down <laughs> on his desk and he goes, uh, would, would anybody care for a drink? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind a sip or two. Please. Just, just to get warmed up, you know? It's a cold day. That is, uh, that is why you walk to the location to warm <laughs> up. I do not need alcohol. May I see the bottle before I decide? Yeah, he hold- he hands the bottle over. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's very, very, very good. Please, please um, I-, I-, I can't say where I got this from. Uh, as you know, it's... Yeah, it's I was... Uh, I- is it, is I it was a good ex- bottle? Is it a good bottle? Yeah, it's it's a good bottle of bourbon. Right, Looks like on. some Canadian whiskey that got smuggled down. <laughs> I was I was expecting a lawyer's office here, not a speakeasy. But uh, you you got any water? Yeah, he, there's a there's a bathroom attached to it. He, he goes, oh, there's a sink in there. You can help yourself. Ah, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't say no to this offer. The New York City water is to die for. I know you're not a local. You wouldn't know this, but the water is actually purer than any other city's water. Well, you think I'm some pushover? Yeah, you're trying to tell me you got ritzy water. I, I, I'm not falling for that, Miss West. New York, ironically, does have ritzy water, but I digress. <laughs> I don't know. You blue nose. Uh, we also that's have all right. the Ritz. So, anyone else? He kind of offers up the bourbon, gives Gwen oh. and, and Louis theirs. Say cheers and down it all in one go. Put it on the table. <sighs> all right. He offers to pour you another one right away. Uh, yes, please. He pours you one. He pours one for himself and he says to Jackson. To he Jackson. Holds up his, his, his uh, glass. To this Jackson. Off- he goes, I've. Take- I've- I've known Jackson for quite some time. I've been his lawyer the whole time he's been an author. Uh, we're we are quite close. I just can't believe he's gone. I, I, I can't believe this has happened. And in the manner that it did. I can't even fathom what you saw that night. Yeah, you, don't, you don't want to know. That was uh, that was no, no sight to see. Whoever decided to dump him off wanted to make sure it was right. Yeah. Yeah, he seems kind of shaken, and he, he kind of snaps out of it. He agrees with you, and I, I didn't mention this uh, at the funeral, but Jackson paid me a visit the day before his death to specifically update his will, and added the four of you to it. And you're the only ones. You're the sole people on his will. He didn't say anything explicitly. I got a feeling. That he was in fear of something. He wasn't his normal self, his confident 
self. But he wanted to make sure that his affairs were in order in case the worst should happen. Did he uh, not have any family or anything? No one. No one. He's an orphan. Just... That's right. We grew up here in the New York orphanage system. And, you know, when he was old enough, he left the city and starting started his writing. I'm sure with my husband still with me, he would have been put on the will too. Those two were inseparable. Indeed. Still unfortunately, remember. your husband's name was one of the ones Hosting. that was removed uh, when he came in here the day prior to his death. And you replaced him. In many ways, that does seem to be the trend of things. Good ways, of course. Respectful ways. If you will, um, should we start with the, the reading of the will? Is everyone comfortable? Is there anything I can get anyone else? You've made yourself already far too amenable. Couldn't ask anything more. Very good, very good. Uh, so he goes to his drawer, he takes out a piece of paper, and he starts reading it off to you. I'm going to read this. It's in cursive. I'll read it for the people watching. It's going to be, it'll be fun to read because the cursive is very uh, interesting here. Where's our reading of the will? This is what we're doing right now. Where's my sound for the reading of the will? It's very faint. Here we go. Greetings from beyond the grave. By now, you know that all I've really left you is a whole heap of trouble. If I were still around to have an opinion on the matter, I would understand if you decided to walk away from it all. Hell, if I'm dead right now, that's a good indication I should have done the same. But you know me, and I know you too well. If you were the kind of person who always did the sensible thing, we wouldn't be much good friends. You have been there when I needed you in the past, and I hope you will be there again, even if it's too late to save me. I've been pulling threads all over the world, and while most of them are still unraveling, I think I'm onto something big. Carlton and Jonah can fill you in more of the details. I've left some of my papers and notes with them, which should help you work out which hornet's nest, sorry, I'm reading this cursive, hornet's nest you need to poke next. I trust you to bring my killers to justice. Of course, I'm assuming I was murdered. It will be just plain embarrassing if I was run over by a trolley. Follow my investigation to its bloody end and seek out the truth. I'm not asking you to finish my book. None of you can write worth a damn your friend always jackson i remember why i liked this man genuinely liked this man so carlton ramsey badass puts the letter down and he turns to all of you he says i've been given full power of attorney for jackson's estate you have inherited all of his wealth that he accumulated through the sales of his books. As you know, the last one was sold quite well regarding his time in Peru when he kind of glances at Gwen and Louis. So there is a sizable 
amount of money there. And he has asked that, that those funds be used to continue his research and to go around the world and get to the bottom of this. My goodness. With that, as long as we're not going to L.A., that uh, there are people that definitely don't want me to show back up in L.A. I got to be very quiet about the West Coast. Everything else, uh, that's a that's a sweet that's a sweet day. Well, you're gonna have to speak to Jonah. He's got more information than I do on where you might want to head next. I know, though, I was told it is regarding the Carlisle expedition. You're supposed to continue his investigation to that. He believes that they weren't killed or murdered by locals. There's something more to it. And he had uncovered the truth about the investigation or the expedition. I don't know what that is. I don't want to know. I don't want to end up like poor Jackson. So this is where you have to make that choice. Do you want to pick up his trail knowing full well that you could be found murdered on the floor of a hotel room, disemboweled? Do we have yeah. any choice, Carlton? Well, if you do, you can walk away now. And that'll be I'm the just end of it. going to find my corpse disemboweled on the floor of a hotel. At least not a hotel of that nature. He <laughs> <laughs> rubbed out one of my own, so I'm I'm in it because he was he was a good to me. He was a good guy, and what what happened to him? Yes, we just can't let that happen. And Louis, uh, I don't think we mission. can. I don't think we can. I always kind of assumed I wasn't really going to live a very long life anyway. And uh, hit 50 recently. And uh, I feel like I kind of outstayed my welcome as is. So, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 it, well, yeah, that's fine. What better way than travel in the world? And I barely even traveled outside New York. Peru was like the most uh, extravagant trip I ever took. So, if, if it's half as interesting as that, sure, sure. Uh -huh. Yes. I, too, relate to the peasant notion that one hasn't been all across the globe. <laughs> Ryan will take the bottle and he'll pour one for everybody and kind of just toast with no words. All right, I, I don't know if the giggle water, Ryan, but but since you poured me one, you you, uh, God bless you. I'll I'll have a drink with you. If this goes to my head, somebody somebody make sure I get home all right, or or gets over to Ron, Veronica all right because she's got a much nicer couch than you. You can always walk. It, your your legs will still work even if you know you're a little drunk. <laughs> you're, you're always. This is why I have there, a driver, right? darling. Yes, also why you carry fake tears in your purse. I understand all of your shit. No, actually, the flask is full of alcohol. <laughs> the fact that it um, abrazes the eyes is a little known and interesting tidbit. I'll make sure to bring tissues next time. I have those in my purse as well. No need. <laughs> I have a very anyway. nice handkerchief. You should consider getting one. I know this embroiderer does marvelous work. 
Is this all he left us? Just like a, like this letter with no real information in it and uh, and, and money and just says go. Can, no, like did he no. leave us no, he, clues? He, he kind of like jitters like when you speak. He's like, oh. And he's kind of shaken up. He goes, no, no, no. You must go see Jonah. You need to see Jonah at, at uh, Prospero House. He has uh, Jackson's last communications before he passed. Uh, and he has some of his research that he sent over. Uh, that would be the best place to go from here. You met him at the funeral as well. He was the gentleman who was with you. The, 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 the man with the, the, the curly red hair. Okay. I, uh, I, su I suggest you go there uh, as soon as possible and um, he'll be able to fill you in. He is m more than aware of what's going on here and he's also been instructed in the will uh, as well as myself to help the two of you out as much as possible to get to the bottom of this. We have an address for his place? Yeah, yeah, he gave you his address at the funeral. You know where it is, but uh, Carlton will remind you that it's at uh, Lexington Ave near 35th Street. I will start walking now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did give you the address at the funeral, though, and told you to drop by. He was open on Monday again. I think he told you he was closed over the weekend. We are at Monday again. Indeed. All right, so I'm going to say Carlton... Uh I has a few more drinks with you. Uh, gives, so, I give him some money. You give Carl. You offer some money. He says, "I can't. I can't. This is my job. I am. I'm Jackson's lawyer. I've been trusted with his power. Uh, trust with power of attorney. And I'm going to look after his Those assets. Who he was do a good jobs friend. Receive tips, and it is because those giving the tips truly appreciate the service that you have provided. Why don't you make me a credit Thank rating roll? Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> I don't think this is one that I get to roll at the end of the night, but God damn it, if I do. <laughs> you have a good credit rating, though, don't you? you have a I, really I have a great rating. credit rating. This is the only thing I'm good oh. at. <laughs> oh, my what? God. All right, I, I'm going to. All right, I'm just going to spend two luck two to luck. get that to a success. Two luck, all right. But like, so... Yeah, I know that's not going to count towards anything. It would be kind of stupid if I gained money from giving it to this guy. Sure, <laughs> two luck. So he goes, okay. I will accept it, but I will... Are you comfortable if I donate it? I can't, in good faith, keep this. It is yours to do with it as you will. I am generous to friends of my friends. This is intended for you, how you choose to use the money I have given you to show my appreciation is entirely up to you. Very good. But remember, he... my friends receive the benefits that I do as well. He nods. He takes it from you. He doesn't even look. He doesn't count it. He just takes it, opens a drawer on his desk, puts it in there, and closes the drawer. And thanks you once again and offers you another drink. She doesn't take another drink. She's 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 just having one. Turns to Louis, Gwen. The bottle the bottle's like halfway done at this point. It offers you some more of this delicious, delicious Canadian whiskey. Afoy would be, right? Louis <laughs> <laughs> will turn it down, but then as we leave. He'll turn back in and be like, hey, one more thing. Let me just oh, you're doing the Columbo. And then every time I, ch every chance I got, I'm come back in one more thing. And I'm just going to grab the, the bottle. Like, thank This is what, this is what Elias would have wanted. All right, see ya. And then I will back out with a new bottle. Of All right. Seamus <laughs> looks at him. He's like, uh, you know, you're, you're, an, you're an upright guy for a, for a mouthpiece. Just make sure that uh, nobody comes around and bops you like they did with Jackson, you know? kind of like head down jumps and kind of jitters at that and he like looks out the window and he goes yeah yeah um thank thank you 
And, like, as you all leave, you can hear locking the doors behind you. Deadbolt going down. I tell you, that guy had the heebie-jeebies. He is not cut out for this stuff. No, he seems to have always had the heebie-jeebies. I've met him once before. The man could not hold a wine glass at a table uh, without spilling it if it was, uh, you know, going to save his life. Let's be fair, his client was disemboweled in a hotel room and his intestines were spilt onto the floor. I feel like he's entitled to a wee bit of heebie-jeebies, just saying. You do just make a, a very good point there, Louis. That is a very good point. Perspective. That's what, that's, what my, that's what my dad always said. Get the perspective right, son. With age comes wisdom, they say, huh? And then he'll yeah. take a swing of the bourbon right out of the bottle. And <laughs> my mother said time. something different. She said, with experience comes wisdom. I just just hold on a second. I think I may have forgotten something in uh, Carlton's office. I'll be right back. Sure. So you go back in, you knock on the door or Yeah, I'm just gonna knock on the door. Here is who who is it? it it's it's just Gwen. There's like a pause. It takes a Come moment. On. Come on, I know you're in there. Open the damn door. And then you can hear the locks being undone and he just like opens it a crack and he looks at you and you can see like when he sees it's you there's like oh, relief because it's frosted glass he can't see out who's standing there. you can just see like a shadow on the other end he goes, yes so I, I i was thinking if he if he didn't you know the money that miss miss west gave you and looks around reaches into her bra pulls out a piece of paper and hands it over to carlton if you're ever looking for a place to put that money Follow the instructions on the paper. And he kind of looks at it a little bit, and he, but he doesn't read it completely. Goes, very good. I'm, yes. Is there thank anything you. else? No, no, no. Thank you, thank you for your hospitality. Did you see anybody else out there when you came back? No. Are you are you waiting for something? You expect? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just on edge after the other night. Well. Make sure that you give us a call if you need anything or if you see anything or anybody comes to see you. We have means. Yes. Be sure to um, wire my office or call when you do leave New York so I am aware of where you're, you go. Absolutely. 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 Very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Close the door and all the deadbolts and locks and everything again. Go right. back down. Very good. Uh, should we head to Prosper? You finally, hey, we finally have the 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 plot hook. The adventurer is being given to you now. Um, after I think, I think my character in the in the cinematic version of this, you know, it, while she's at the wheel, uh, turn, turns towards the camera and directly, uh, you know, states a, a verbatim ad for Prospero House, <laughs> New York City, located, providing you the best of all services with uh, books that you can't uh, can't. Get your hands off of or your eyes out of. <laughs> Prospero House. Look yeah. them up on Twitter, which is what a bird makes the noise of it. You know, tweet, tweet. talking bird. about how much they love Prospero House. Those birds bird. always talking. Are you talking to a wall? I don't understand. <laughs> That's the cinematic version, though. You know, in real life, she just drives. I imagine Ryan just staring at her, like, confused. <laughs> I think she might have had one too. 
skip that. I don't know. I I only saw I drink one, but this must be the heebie-jeebies you keep referring to. <laughs> yes, Ryan. I think that's what it is. It must be the heebie-jeebies, or it could be that you know she's uh, three sheets to the wind. I don't know. But either way, it's okay. I'm sure she drives fine. All right. No, I drive better drunk. <laughs> we make our way to Prospero <laughs> House next. Uh, Lexington, Lexington Ave and 35th Street. Uh, you pull up outside. It's just a kind of like a single building. It's modest on the outside. You see in the window, written on the window, or painted, I should say, not written. Painted on the window is Prospero House in big, bold letters. Publisher. And there's a single door in there and... You can see from the outside that there's kind of like a little waiting room. There's some chairs. It looks like there's a, a, a lady at a desk. You're assuming a secretary. And uh, and then like a closed door office behind her. I'm just kind of looking through the window. That's what you see. And it looks... It's not super clean in there. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's not a, a disaster either. Do you all uh, head on into Prospero House? Mm-hmm. All right, so- you go. Matt. Yes. Veronica takes a second to look around uh, around herself and uh, get a get a good read of the place um, before going in. She was not expecting it to be so dingy by her yeah. standards. Well, so Prospero House is not known for like putting out or going after bestsellers. It 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 goes after a niche audience with most of its books, uh, but they do mm-hmm. well for themselves. You might find the odd one, you know, on the counter at the drugstore, but um, these aren't New York Times bestsellers that are coming out of, out of this publisher. For, before know. Seamus goes in, he kind of discreetly, discreetly around the street to see if anybody is watching or mm-hmm. looking for people entering into Prosper House. Yeah, so you're trying to spot hidden? Yep. All Sorry, right. I was also kind of trying to coyly okay. reference that as well. Spot hidden for me as trying well, spot please. Louis doesn't even need to roll this. Oh, major Boom. success from Seamus. Uh, I'm going to spend my re-roll on that. Okay. Eee! Wait, All right. no, no, that's Megan's roll. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> Just pretend it's yours. All right. No, 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 no. I have one re-roll left. I'm going to save that for another roll, but I just don't spot hidden. Okay. Uh, so all of you kind of case the joint. You look around. It's it's crowded. It's a, it's a Monday afternoon. There's people hustling everywhere. Cars driving. Folks are going up and down the sidewalk. As you're standing there, I'm going to say the door opens, and you see a man holding, like, um... A briefcase or in his arms or a carrying bag, a messenger bag sort of thing kind of pushes past you and he doesn't look at any of you. He pushes his way by and walks out. Um, but I'm going to say Gwen and Seamus, specifically Seamus, you notice there's a police car parked across the street. And Seamus, you actually figure these guys were tailing you from your last spot to here, this, this cop car. Now, they're on the other side of the road, they're parked, and the two of you notice them kind of looking over at you, and when they notice you, they kind of, they turn away. But they stay there parked, and they start talking to one another. Hey, there, Louie. You see that, uh, that cruiser over there? What with about the boy, it? With the boys in blue? They, they've been, they've been tailing us. Uh, they, they, they've been following us since, uh, we left the, uh, that, uh, lawyer's office. 
Yeah, they're not particularly good at the jobs. Uh, this uh, this wide open about it. Uh, we could just go say hello, offer them a drink, a little nibble, a little nip, uh, I, or we could just uh, go on inside. I I I think we should go say hello to them. <laughs> right. I'm a big Let's I'm a big it. fan of the boys in blue. All as right. long as they're not putting bracelets on me. Ryan, you're there as well. You you walked up, so everybody's there. All right. So Seamus and Louie, you want to go say hi to your your, uh, your tail? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will go. A little to... man in the tailpipe action. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming I just notice what they're doing and let them uh, let them go. I'm watching though. <laughs> we got Axel Salvatore uh, over I'll, here. I'll fill you. I'll fill you in, Miss West. Those boys are going to visit the boys in blue across the street. Let's hmm. just watch and see what happens. <laughs> You and I are of the same mind. I visited the boys in blue the other day. Oh, perhaps yeah. you know one. Perhaps I know more than just one. Let's see who they're talking to. Excellent. All right, so the three of you cross the busy street. You kind of avoid puddles and slush as you go across the way from the snow that's been falling here and melting underneath the uh, the tires and the... I think Louis doesn't. I think he just right, splash into right into it. <laughs> He's a mess. Yeah. Uh, and the, the two police officers, two police officers in the car, they're both sitting in the front, and they see you coming. And they sit there, and they wait till you approach, and the one on the driver's side, he cranks down his window and goes, You got a problem? Ah, hey, officers, we just noticed that you were following us from the lawyer's office and thought we'd ask if you wanted us to pick you up a book or something when we go inside. And generally, I just want to say we appreciate, you know, the, 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 the just the tender care and service that you're paying your New York, uh, New York constituents. It's very nice of you to just be so concerned about our safety like this. I've never had a pair of bulls, uh, bulls come up and protect me like that in Chicago. I tell you, this is uh, New York City. What a, what a town. They look at each other and the, the driver looks back. He just buzz off. Keep walking. So that's a note of the books, then? He just, just like looks at you. <laughs> Do we need to take you in? Are you disturbing? You disturbing the uh, peace here? Uh, you don't no, need to I, put me turn, in the nippers. He turns. He turns to his partner. I think they're disturbing the peace. I think we gotta take these fellas in. Uh, you guys are a riot. You don't need to no, clap no bracelets on us. We're going. We'll get you a cup of coffee on the way out. How's that? Yeah, yeah. Sounds good, pal. Is there? Do they have anything in their car, in their car? Like any like any files out? Anything like lingering? Anything like that? Uh, like yeah, no. You don't need anybody? to. You don't need to roll that or anything. There, no. There's nothing like on the seats. There's nothing on the dash. Anything like that. It's just the, the two officers. Nobody in the back. Okay. There's nothing there. Do they have a license plate? Yes. Can we get the digits? Yes. In case <laughs> they come back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> L-Y-X-5-1-2. Did we notice names on their uniforms? Do you want to read their badge names? Yeah. All right. For that, spot we're going to roll. Yeah, I guess spot, spot hidden. We keep, we keep rolling hidden? spot hidden, which, uh, you know, Louie doesn't Very even useful <laughs> to uh, roll <laughs> for. Uh, right. <laughs> Oh my, Ryan! <laughs> Holy shit! Critically fails, but Louis, hmm. Louis on the other hand, Seamus, well, and Seamus. 
Okay. I'm not quite as good as Louis, but uh, I'm not bad at this spot. Literally, if only one thing I can do good in my life. That's it. That's all I can do. Well, based on your liver, I think you're drinking pretty good too, but... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It just doesn't translate to anything. It's a pretty useless gift. Yeah. That's he's fair, got, too. He's got to go I haven't really yeah. leveraged it for anything, if you think about it. Right, right. You've just been doing it for years. O'Brien yeah. and Doyle are the names on their badges. Oh, those are probably New York names right there. O'Brien and Doyle. Couple of, couple of Irish, Irishmen, uh, huh? Yep. No, okay. All right. Let's say move along, unless you want to come in and answer some questions. Uh, that's all right. Appreciate your time, officers. Okay. So you go back to the others across the street. Did you learn anything, boys? Uh, I think uh, I think they were just looking at Veronica's gams, but uh, they'll probably still be waiting for us when we come out. Well, maybe next play that you'll get some more information from them before leaving. Yeah, they told us to scram up they were going to put us in the in the bracelets. So, you know, mm. we're not quite as good as talking our way out of trouble as you are. It's a fine art. Very good. Shall we go into Prospero House? Indeed. After you, gentlemen. Yeah. You walk inside, and as soon as you do, your nose is kind of like assaulted with the smell of old cigarette or um, cigar smoke in here. It's kind of like ingrained in the walls, you assume, in the, the ceiling. Uh, like I said, there's a small little waiting room with like four chairs, and there's a, a woman in her early 20s, and she's typing away on a typewriter, and she looks up. She do you have an appointment? Hey, Matt, because um, because I donated some of my um, drawings to Elias's book, would I know the receptionist? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, you have maybe stopped by the office. You know, her name is Barbara. And um, you can jog her memory. She sees a lot of would-be authors and stuff come through here. She doesn't recognize you uh, right off the bat, but you have met her and you know her name. There. And do we have an appointment? I know. You guys decide uh, just to crash on in. We don't need one. Excuse me? Rain, I got, I, I got this. Barbara, this is uh, me, uh, Gwen Murphy. We met a couple of months back. I was helping with uh, Jackson's book. I, I provided all those pyramids. You know the one you liked with the star on top? That it reminded you of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah what, are you, what are you doing here, Gwen? Oh, you heard the, the terrible news about Mr. Mr. Elias. Um, we were all at the funeral, and we've just come from Carlton's uh, office, and we, we desperately need to get in to speak with, with Jonah. Um, it's rather, uh, rather life or death, to be honest. Oh, yes, Mr. Kensington has been... Uh expecting you hold on one moment just wait here and she kind of gets up off her chair she goes over the door and she cracks it open you hear his voice damn it barbara there are no appointments right now what are you doing don't don't just come in here <laughs> oh, the, the 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 jackson's friends are here to see you the ones you met at the funeral you told me to let you know when they arrive ah yes show them in she opens the door and 
There's the, the large gentleman with the curly red hair. It's graying. He's sitting at a big desk. He's got kind of like manuscripts and books piled up all over this office. It's like a complete mess in here. He's got a big cigar you can see sitting on his desk in an ashtray that's currently burning. And he gets up and welcomes you all in. Please, 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 come in. I, I, wa I try to stride in confidently, passing uh, Ms. Murphy on the way. And I turn to her as I do and I say, poor Barbara. And, uh, and as I stride in through the doorway, I say, Mr. What, what's his name again? Kensington. Oh, Kensington. Mr. Hensington, you remind me so much of my late husband. Oh, bless his soul. Oh, and Miss I West, to pleasure him. to see you again. I apologize for Barbara. She's uh, not the best help, but she's the help I have. She, she was no. just doing her job. I don't understand why you're yelling when, at Barbara. One does what they can with their help. Indeed. Please come in. Can I offer you a drink? <laughs> I don't drink. Like, it's just like, it's been a really nice day. I gotta say. <laughs> this is the Jackson Lysa's death is the best thing that's ever happened to Louis. <laughs> just a really weird, like, Everywhere juxtaposition. We really sad things in the background, but it's causes such beautiful things. Day, day drinking, this, this is great. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes, I'll have some. Of course. Of course. He pours you some, uh, some rum. Oh, shit. Is it Canadian rum? rum or? No, this isn't Canadian rum. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's from south of the border. You know, uh, you can get a lot of trouble if those uh, those boys down the street knew you had this up here. He just kind of smiles and he pours you drinks and cheers. <laughs> and he takes a big <laughs> swig and you're throwing that out there to him and just kind of chuckles. Oh, I'm drinking it too. I'm just I'm sure taking conversation. I'm anybody. And he pours you some more. Oh, we're all friends here. I know. Yeah, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna drop no dime on the coppers, but uh, I'm gonna pass on the drink there because I'm a, I'm a bit of a lightweight. That's your choice. Don't, uh, don't don't touch the hooch too much. So I take it you've come from Carlton's, uh, given the day and the time. This was supposed to be the will reading today. That is Most correct. a strange one, that. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> he takes another drink. But then again, Elias never did anything ordinary why we like him yes he was a close friend of mine and you he know. made me quite wealthy I know. takes another drink ah mm. oh, you're here for some information i suppose and to take up his quest as crazy as that sounds yeah it yeah. seems to be the case something well, of the sort if you ask me what? i think the police theory about the cult is correct He's always been infatuated of these damn cults. And I think it's finally caught up with him for once. Well, if you'd have seen what we had seen in his in his hotel room when his guts were splayed out like that, and those crazy people were running around with knives and screaming hoobie-cheebies at us, uh, I think you might think that maybe he had been under something. Well, that he, was not no normal thing. He claims that he, a blood cult, massacred the Carlisle expedition, but... Not all of the principals of the expedition were killed, despite what was reported in the papers. Oh, uh, now you do have my attention. Undivided. He walks around all of you, goes to the door. Barbara, get me the, get me Elias's files. 
Don't keep these I people see. waiting. Just like right there, man. You don't gotta yell. You just just ask her nicely. Just I please? will walk over to Barbara and grab the files from her. <laughs> oh, it's Barbara's job. But uh, thank you. And he takes the file and from you, and he goes, ah, let me let me get this in order here. That's... Okay. Uh. So, Mister Elias sent me a wire from Hong Kong. To say his inquiries were proceeding nicely. And he takes out a paper and he hands it to, to the group of you to share it with you. Is that it? That's not it. Ooh. Everyone reaches for it at the same time and we tear and it's it apart in. accidentally. Oh, no. There we go. I'll show it. Oh, is that the one? Did I show you the right one? I don't know. These, oh, all, no. these are all, they're all good. Matt, this says someone named Nair Lahotep killed. Oh, oh no! You would have spoiled something. No, there's a bunch of handouts here, but I'll read them out for people at home, and I'll read them to you. So the first one's a letter. It's dated August eighth, nineteen twenty nine, from Nairobi. Dear Jonah, big news! There's a possibility that not all of the members of the Carlisle expedition died. I have a lead, though the authorities here deny the cult angle. The natives sing a different story. You wouldn't believe the stories. Some juicy notes coming your way. This one may make us all rich. Blood and kisses, Jay. He gives that to the letter says. He gives it to all of you. Was that a common, common phrase he used? Kisses. Blood and kisses? That's a little... Ah, it's just a joke. <clears throat> it's just a joke. All these crazy adventures. You know, you've all been involved with him. These cults and such. Vampires are the last one. Come on now. Blood and kisses. <laughs> Vampires. They'll be ridiculous. Right. The expeditioners do tend to come up with crazy monikers for things. Yes, yes indeed. The father of maggots? Who would believe such a thing? <laughs> Hard to decipher that when you're writing up a museum report. I, I reach over and grab the bottle from Jonah. Oh, my. Yes. Help yourself. Thanks. Can I give you a glass? <laughs> Indeed. After that, I had not heard from Elias until the middle of last month, which is, which is 1924. It's um, you're in December, 19, or you're January now, so it would have been December uh, of 1924. So that note was dated from August of 24. Uh, he wired me from London, and he sent a uh, very excited a bit crazy sounding telegram i look over to rook he said he'd been in london for a few days where he dug up a lot of stuff a lot of information he said unbelievable things that he'd seen and he mentioned some sort of conspiracy of monstrous worldwide proportions he also mentioned that there's a timetable that he needed to find the missing pieces. He mentioned needing to go to Australia, but wouldn't or couldn't explain anymore. He uh, came here. He got passage on a freighter by the name of, oh, what was it? Falarp? Some strange name. And uh, he was here the next morning. Wait, what did he do with Falarp? Uh, that was the name of the, the, the freighter that he got passage on. It's a P H. Okay. A L A R O P E is the name From of the freighter. 
Powerful LARP. Powerful LARP. <laughs> but he made good on his promise, and he sent me over some notes. And he takes that out of the uh, dossier and gives it to the rest of you. Damn it, Barbara. There's a coffee stain on this room. <laughs> All right. This is a long one. There's a lot of notes here, but I'll read it. I'll read it to the folks who are the viewers. Uh, it says, set one of the Nairobi notes sets forth the offices, officials, and tribes which Elias visited. Searching for material concerning cults and cult rituals. Elias mentions Roger Corden, the colonial undersecretary for internal affairs. However, he notes that nothing conclusive was learned. Elias discounts the official version of the Carlisle Massacre. Set two describes his trip to the massacre site. He notes particularly that the earth there is completely barren and that all the tribes of the region avoid the place, saying it is cursed by the god of the Black Wind, whose home is in the nearby mountaintop. Set 3 is an interview with Johnston Kenyatta, Kenyatta uh, who says that the Carlisle murders may have been performed by the cult of the Bloody Tongue. He says that the cult is reputedly based in the mountains, and that its high priestess is part of the Mountain of the Black Wind. Elias is politely skeptical, but Kenyatta insists uh, upon the point. In the notes, Elias records that regional tribes fear and hate the bloody tongue, that tribal magic is of no protection against the cult, and that the cult's god is not of Africa. Set 4 follows up on the Kenyatta interview. Elias confirms from several good sources that the bloody tongue exists, though he finds no first-hand evidence of it. Tales include... Children stolen for sacrifice and creatures with great wings are said to come down from the mountain of the Black Wind and carry people off. The cult worships a god known to folklorists, uh, one fitting no traditional African pattern. Elias lists Sam Mariga, railway station, uh, Neville Jerim, Dr. Startit, Lieutenant Silkirk, and Colonel Endicott as people he questioned. Set 5 is a single sheet reminding Elias that the Cairo-based portion of the Carlisle itinerary must be examined carefully. He believes that the reason which prompted Carlisle's Kenyan side trip is on the Nile. Set 6, this is a, there's a lot here. I said there's a lot. Set 6 is a long interview with Lieutenant Mark Selkirk, leader of the men who actually found the remains of the Carlisle expedition. Importantly, Selkirk says that the bodies were remarkably undecayed for the length of time which they lay in the open almost as if decay itself wouldn't come near the place. Secondly, the victims had been torn apart, as if by animals. Though what sorts of animals would pull apart bodies so systematically, he could not guess. Unimaginable, inexplicable, Selkirk uh, agrees that the Nadis may have had something to do with the episode, but suspects that the charges against the ringleaders were trumped up. It wouldn't be the first time, he says cynically, Finally, Selkirk confirms that no Caucasians were found among the dead, only the corpses of Kenyan bearers who uh, were scattered across the barren plain, despite that the claim, despite what was claimed in the inquest. Interesting. Set 7 is another single sheet. Elias ran into a Nails Nelson at the Victoria Bar in Nairobi. Nelson had been a mercenary for the Italians on the Somali-Abyssinian border and had escaped into Kenya after double-crossing his employers. Nelson claimed to have been Jack Brady, have seen Jack Brady alive in Hong Kong less than two years before Elias was in Kenya, and long after the Kenyan court declared that Brady and the rest of the expedition was dead. Brady was friendly, though guarded, 
and attack turn. Nelson didn't press the conversation. This report only strengthened Elias's belief that the principal members of the expedition might still be alive. Set 8 discusses a possible structure for the Carlisle book, but is mostly featureless with entries like tell what happened and explain why. Hmm. This is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like empty my ash bin having read through all this and now I'm like three cigarettes in. <laughs> Oof. This is a lot. You, he, He's still holding the dossier in his hand. You see him kind of go for something else and he stops. So what do you, what do you make of all this? What? Sounds... Sounds like our bow ja Jackson was getting himself into some uh, crazy shenanigans with some uh, some really uh, awful people, and uh, somebody uh, decided to take him for a long ride. Sounds like uh, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like we might have to go to Africa. That's like that's what two three days, right? Yeah. Huh, that's no. a ways. There's Hong Kong in here too. Just London. London. I don't. I, I don't even. I didn't even know Australia was a real place. I, I thought that was just you know something out of the books. We got a buddy no, going no. in from Australia. Been made that a place like hundred years ago. Is there any like a cult role I can do for any of this stuff that they're talking about that might like tie some things together? Um, not at this like, point. Learned. You have a whole bunch of leads right There's now. More. Um. You've already rolled for the Cult of the Bloody Tongue, I think, previously. Or somebody yeah. did here. So there's nothing more you're going to get out of that. It's just you've seen that name now pop up yet again. Um, and it's strengthening. Like, you can see that there is a framework here. Like, Jackson was on to something. And he's... What's interesting is that the Cult of the Bloody Tongue, I mean, it's mentioned here, it's in the, what, the mountains in Nairobi, the Black Winds. But, like, we've got people here in New York tied to the cult of the bloody tongue so it's, this isn't just some local cult you know some local tribe something like that this is this has got got legs to it so yeah, it might be funding it i don't know yeah somebody's got to be cult from africa <laughs> somebody has definitely got to have some deep pockets if they're sending crazy cultists over from africa well there is the importer man you know that is doing all of the kenyan imports he could be oh that's shuffling. right i remember Shuffling cultists in or something, perhaps. We were going to go have a chat with him over at the Juju house, right? The Juju house, yes. <laughs> Everybody what go ahead and... you got right there? Yeah, what go ahead and make... You, I... if, if you want, you can make me a charm, fast talk, or persuade, because you, you mentioned he's... You see, he's got something. He's, like, hesitant. He's kind of got back to his desk. He's smoking a cigar. He's watching and listening to all of you. <laughs> can I pull my gun out and I, I also turn to him and I say, <laughs> it seems like... Our dear departed rustled some feathers and at the very least has uncovered a truth pertaining to none other than that which the historical community of which I'm a part of considers fact that the Carlisle expedition was completely destroyed there in Africa. This is important stuff. I can hardly see it stopping here. Well, I, so I agree. I agree with you, Miss West. Uh, there was something else that's been nagging at my brain as well. There was that who who is the who is the guy who was uh, uh, convicted of the of the of the previous crimes? Oh, some 
gentlemen in the newspapers. I don't keep up with that hogwash. I don't know. Maybe go to the Times of the police. I can't be bothered with such things. I think his name was, uh, uh, I think when his name was Hilton Adams. Yes, that sounds correct. Now he seems to know the name conveniently. <laughs> I knew the name. It's just his character. It's just uh, your, he was role playing. The guy yes. was. Yeah, of course. Um, so yes. fast talk. Fourteen charm, under persuade. fifteen, by the way. Fourteen under fifteen. I saw. So what? What are you? Well, how are you? I. I. How are you gonna wow. get some information? Well, he looks like he's holding back. He's holding back. Hey man, you ain't got nothing to fear around us. Nothing to worry about. Like we're we're here to help. You know your friend. You know you, Jackson worked with you. We're friends. Clearly, we're all on the same page. You're all trying to help him. No one means anything negative here. So if you've got something else that, that we should we should look at, you now is a good time to go ahead and show it. He looks down at the dossier, kind of holds it up, and takes a big drag out of his cigar and puffs it, smoke in the air, and you see. Uh, well, I'd rather... I don't want to sully your memory of Mr. Elias. You know, this last bit, um... Ah, uh, I got this after you arrived in New York, and it's a bit, uh... It's a bit over the edge. Uh, the ramblings of a madman. Oh. Hmm. <coughs> you know, you may have... Ah, no, I can't. Oh, I think well, I, the man's image will never be <laughs> sullied to me. I think you should. I have known him to bear his soul, his dearest thought in those nights that we spent. Just the three of us, my husband, him, and me. Out on my veranda. I feel as though I know the man's very soul. So, if you are about to show us something that shows it to be of a life you didn't expect, then I would very much like to see. Very good. What a, Barbara, what a keep the typing down over there. <laughs> <laughs> he takes out this this small handwritten note. It's not formal like the others. It's scrawled on it. I'll show it to you. This one, oh. hopefully this one they transcribe in the book for you to read because I cannot read that. So it's, it's literally, it looks like the ramblings of a madman. It says many names, many forms, but all the same and toward one end. Need help. Too big, too ghastly. These dreams, dreams like Carlisle's. Check that psychoanalyst's files. All of them survived. They'll open the gate. Why? So the power and the danger is real. They, many threads beginning. The books are in Carlisle's safe, coming from me. Will the ocean protect? Oh, <laughs> no quitters now. Must tell and make readers believe. Should I scream for them? Let's scream together dot 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 and it just kind of trails off believe is all in capital letters same handwriting as uh as jack and yeah everything. it's 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 messy but it's it's the same well shit well, uh, you, you understand why i was hesitant to share that last one with you it's uh the scrawlings of a man sure. But there's some important bits in here, you know, something about Carlisle's safe, this psycho, uh, psychoanalyst. Uh, this... Yeah, what's what's that about there? Huh? I don't know about uh, psychoanalysts, but uh, the Carlisle State, it's here in New York. It's about an hour north of the, the city, over in Westchester, on the Hudson. You can always go there. The sister, um, she lives there now, the one who went and, and confirmed Erica Carlisle, the one who confirmed what uh, actually happened with the expedition. Go visit her. See if she'll let That's you into the safe. That's not actually that far from my <laughs> manor out in the north. Oh, indeed. Perhaps your so, neighbors. 
Seamus looks over at Louie and quietly says, Hey, Louie, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm a hell of a can opener, so if there's a safe, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, we can get whatever's in it. Duly noted. It might come in handy. It might come in handy. We can try to direct approach, talk to her, see if she'll talk to us. I mean, That's she it? was the one who chased down the, the expedition, right? She found them dead. Isn't that what the newspaper said? Like she went Gentlemen, I can't be implemented dead. in this. Please proceed outside my office. <laughs> Conduct this uh, talk as well. Yeah, but better than what? We're, we're just talking here. We're just I'm a legitimate businessman. Well, I mean, this is all. Well, I mean, we're, we are just talking about what happened in the news. I mean, she did find the bodies, right? The Carlisle expedition. Yes. Died she, she was the one who confirmed her brother's fate and the others. Yes, yes. Oh, exactly, she, exactly. She might have more info. That poor, poor woman. Well, she also she lied, lied about it. Must apparently. have so much to talk about. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that we might have to have a very close conversation with this, uh, with this dame. Well, good luck getting into a Westchester state. Uh, here she is on guards and, and, and high walls and such. And, uh, walls I'm a neighbor wall. of hers. I don't need to deal with high walls. I could just I'm... come over with my famous watermelon salad jello. <laughs> it's the new thing. Trust me. In 20 Louis, years, Louis. everybody will be eating jello. I don't know about that, Louis. What is that? Is this another one of your. No, it's it's part of be. a it, it's where you shave the hooves of a cow Ugh. so as to get them. Look, I'm part Italian. I'm sorry. It sounds like she <laughs> is I'm, just making. I'm up a lot stuff. Italian, <laughs> and I don't know nothing about no watermelon Jello He's thing. A... So anyway, <laughs> I just want a cheeseburger. I don't know. I'm not gonna eat no cow hoof. That's that's Clearly, not my thing. Not related to a butcher like I am. A distant relative of my mother's. He says, ah, listen, if you what want to get in touch with uh, Miss Carlisle, here, reach out to this man. He straights down a name and number on a piece of paper. He pass you a piece of paper that says Bradley Gray on it. He says, that is her lawyer. He handles over affairs. Uh, we've had to call her a few times to get her on the phone and verify or deny things in books in the past. Uh, you go through him and he can arrange a meeting for you. What about this uh, psychoanalyst? Do you know all we might be referring to here? Not a clue. Your guess is as good as mine, Louis. So all the while this is going on, Seamus is casing this guy's office. Mm-hmm. Doing some appraisal, trying to see if there's anything in there worth walking out with. Uh, sure. So what, do you, what, what skill are you looking to use? Appraise? Appraise? Yeah, go ahead and use that. Uh, you ain't got nothing. It's in just, here. it looks like manuscripts rejected and accepted and just piles and piles of like paperbacks that he's published himself. Prospero House pub, uh, paperbacks. I ain't so good at the reading, so. Uh... These well, dreams, huh? Jenna, before we go, do you mind if I just grab a, uh, a pencil and a piece of paper from you? Be my guest. Ah, Bob, Barbara can get you one. Uh, no, 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 no. I can, I can find it myself. Thank you. Ba- Barbara, <laughs> it's gonna get shot. I am going to talk to Barbara. <laughs> ba- Barbara, the pencil They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I would like to, like, you know, extend my hand to him and say, I know how much this means to his loss. It means so much to me as well. If ever you need 
anything of mine, or if you find somebody that you think might be befitting um, uh, an introduction, someone who might, you know, be carrying on his legacy, I hand my card over. Yeah, he takes it. You know, appreciate that, Miss West. And he gives you a copy of his card, Jonah Kensington. Reach out to me Thank if you, you need information you. during the investigation. Worry not, you'll be the first one I call. I'll do what I can. You strike me as a resilient and resourceful person. And trust me, those I consider resourceful and resilient benefit. You're a good person. You're good at reading people, Miss West. She just pays them with money. You really shouldn't look into it this much. I thought you were talking to Barbara. (laughs) Oh, I'm trying. Very small office area. (laughs) He's a very big person. Yes. (laughs) Hey, uh, John, you got any other correspondence where uh, allies talked about dreams, visions, anything like that? No, that's everything. I don't have anything else. I apologize. By the way, unless anybody actively stops her, Veronica takes all of these papers. For the the group, for the group, Hmm? but like physically in her possession. You seem the least qualified to be handling the papers. (laughs) To the contrary, I have a pocketbook. It is just money. We just got a bunch of money from Elias. No, I mean, she holds up like her Boston bag leather bound already full of other papers i have a pocket book that's nice just, i carry a satchel myself sometimes yeah, so i have a bag too job. is this just like a show and tell right now i am confused the most important documents in new york city are in here at least those pertaining to historical. yourself probably yeah okay so maybe we should everybody take a page or something don't worry, you're already in my <laughs> more uh, prestigious bookkeeping. I'm talking uh, to Barbara. <laughs> Louis would like to bring up with Gwen, though. Like, didn't uh, Tintin talk about like dreams or visions or something, and he started freaking out about it? I, I, oh, did did he ever? Didn't didn't you tell us something about when you and um, um, uh, gosh? I can't remember his name. Oh God, Jaden came back from uh, from the hotel. There was visions there, also, wasn't there? Yeah, I don't know if that was much of a vision or if that. Listen, I know you all didn't believe me at the time, and I know even Jackson didn't believe me, but that 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 happened. Border opened. There's a thing that was coming out. That that uh, you know, we we put that to bed. But dreams. I mean, he touched something, you know, like it was, it was, it was he put that, uh, he put the thing on his face and he's, you know, he was messing around with things. You think, uh, think maybe something similar happened? I mean, we saw what happened to Tintin. He's, he's... Oh, absolutely. He went maybe, and that would explain the difference in uh, Elias's, um, his mood and like changing of the will and all that jazz. Yeah. Good pickup. Pick up these gates, gates, huh? I don't like that word for some reason. We don't know enough yet, though. Whatever happened to that mask? That's a very good question. Maybe Tintin's uh, I gave it to the baker's kid downstairs at my (laughs) office. He wears it for (laughs) Halloween and stuff. It's great, it's wonderful. 
Excellent. None of that was true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think Jackson took it. Maybe. I got no use for artifacts. Oh, not for that artifact for sure. Hmm. Yikes. Oh, um, I'm gonna uh, with the pen and paper. I'm going to uh, roll arts and crafts, Matt. And okay. Yeah. On it. Oh, it's okay. Do you want to spend some luck, or do you want to, or do you want to do yeah. a, do you want to re-roll, or does it push? You can push this game. Push. Or do you want to spend push the luck? Up. It's not that much luck. I know. Um, I'll I'll spend luck, but it's not letting me. Oh. But don't forget that the luck. If you spend luck, you won't get to do the roll. I spent it for you. Later. Oh, thank you. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Excellent. Okay. So, so um, I've recreated the bit from, uh, or the picture that um, Barbara liked from our earlier um, correspondence. <laughs> for Barbara, okay. For Barbara, and um, I, I write down Miss um, West's phone number on the back, and I okay. go to Barbara. Um, <laughs> what a monster! If you see anything funny, or any, if if Mister um, Kensington gets any sort of. Uh, peculiar guests give us a call and i pass her the the bit she winks and nods and takes and puts it inside the desk you know i was in line to talk to her and then you just cut it i feel like that is pretty rude come on come on ryan let's let's just spend loose i I'll... was i was just going to tell her about the new library job since i was going to be leaving you know nobody but... wants to hear that let's go oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow i like oh. it ryan speechless <laughs> nobody wants to hear it let's go come on hey gwen she's got some moxie doesn't she Ryan? i personally wouldn't say anything like that to you because you're a mountain but I think she has been drinking too much today. She is more brave than usual. Wow, she did. I don't she, like it. She did sucker punch that reporter last week too. I did. She's got moxie. That she she's does. got moxie. That one. Yep. Ain't nobody telling me otherwise. All right. So, are we headed out to the Juju house? I mean, that, that's popped up a couple Juju of times. House. Again. What's Juju plan, house. As as yeah. we leave. Veronica West's um does the bribe that she would have given the uh, the head honcho had he not been a sexist pig prick. She kind of hates that. <laughs> she doesn't let on. But she hates it. Oh, so course, I'm going to make yeah. a credit roll. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> Barbara. Holy shit. You know what? I spend the two luck and I pass that. <laughs> I will not organically pass a single credit roll, even though it is literally above everybody else's best... in this entire group combined. It is your best skill. <laughs> Ryan is surprisingly wealthy. Yeah, I'll say, uh, hey, uh, Miss West, I get, I can get this one, perhaps. <laughs> no, 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 very yes. wrong. Uh, West is very insistent. <laughs> she I, just, I she just so walks much. in, just like pulls out like a, a bill or some. We're, change, we're like, all just giving her so much just money. Showering her with money. It's like, yeah, that's all right. See, Miss West, that's fine. So the line just continues. I don't understand. I had to skip my turn, and they can just go pay her. Yeah, they're showering her with money. Pay your troubles. 
<laughs> she thanks you. She thanks you. You are two-faced, Gwyn, and he storms out. <laughs> I, I I look at you, Ryan, and I'm like, do you want some too? He's just purse ang- is open. Angrily walking away. Hey, hey, All Ms. you West, have to do Ms. is say yes. You had to wait ten minutes for him to get there, and then everybody just got to do everything else. Yes, Mrs. West, I would like some of your money. All you have to say. Hey, Mrs. West, I'd like some of your money. Uh... You've already got it. <laughs> All right, Juju <laughs> House. Let's go to Juju House. Cold, cold January day. So it's about two I... o'clock in the afternoon at this point. I'm definitely walking to Juju House. I'm All right. It's in the heart of Harlem. So as you get closer and closer and into Harlem, you stick out like a sore thumb. There are not a lot of Caucasian people in Harlem in 1920. So you definitely do stand out here. And people are kind of like looking and, and doing like a double take as this big giant Swede is strolling through the streets of Harlem. <laughs> uh, and the rest of you arrive on the in the car. So you know it's on West 138. There's an address. There's also a... a uh, something about an alley to West 137th. So I'm going to say you arrive, you pull up, you get to the address on West 138th, and you're greeted with a, a, a building. It's, it's a single-story building. Um, there's a staircase leading up. You see a door in front of you. There's three barred windows to the left of the door. And you see an old sign above the door. It says Pools Pawn Shop. P-O-O-L-E pools pawn shop and it's closed it's an old old pawn shop it looks like it's closed for quite some time there's just dust that's piled up on it um the sign looks really old it's unkept the the paint has started to peel and fade on it as i pull up to the place i give it a look over and then i give it a sharper look over trying to peer through windows and such Sure. See if I can't make out any signs of the existence of a juju house. Three barred windows. You, uh, go ahead and make me roll for that. Yeah, let me see. Oh, Oh, hey, a pass finally. God. You got it. You made it. So. This is, I think this is my first natural success of the night. Yeah. I think you're right. (laughs) Good God. Except for the charm earlier, but that goes without saying. So. You're kind of walking around. You, you look in the window of the old pawn shop, and it's it's abandoned. Like, looking in there, you don't really see anything. It's just dust. There's some shelves from when this was open. But there's no goods or anything in there anymore. The, the front door is boarded up. Um, and you make your way over to the windows. And you kind of, like, stand on a crate. And you look through these windows, and there's curtains hanging on them. But you're able to see that there is light shining through. You can just barely see past one of these curtains. There's light, and there is something else in there, but you can't make out what. Which is a stark contrast to the um, abandoned pawn shop that it's attached to, where it's just dark, boarded up, dusty. Uh, While you're also kind of casing the joint, like, residents... What does the air smell like? The air? It smells like New York in 1920s. It doesn't, uh, it's not... By the window, though. And is there any particular fragrance, maybe? No, there's nothing extraordinary coming from the, the window. It's expecting, like, but it's warm, so that's the other thing. You're up by the windows, they're warm. So somebody's definitely light, and there's... Somebody's heating. Okay, okay, somebody's in there, for sure. Yeah, okay, um, confirm. People are walking by, and residents are kind of like... They're kind of giving a wide berth, and they're kind of like... Looking at you strange. And one, one man comes over, and he's like... What are you doing that... The pawn shop's been closed for a long time. Oh, hello there, sir. We're actually looking for the Juju House. 
Oh, a buddy, that's... a buddy by the name of Silas. Yeah, yeah. That's around back. You got to go over 174th. It's really weird. The entrance is through an alley in the back. I know the type. Thank you for the information. Yeah, no no problem. Just kind of looks at the again at the four of you and just kind of goes about his business and keeps walking. And I'm a dollar. <laughs> Give him a dollar. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't question. It. He takes it and walks away. I turned to I turned to book. Money does make the world go round, you know. That's why I continue to try to find it on a day to day basis. You'd be surprised <laughs> how much of it falls into my pockets from time to time. Follow me. You'll find it plentifully in your pockets. I like the way you think, Miss West. You terrify me, but I like the way you think. That's the plan. I drive. <laughs> I drive around around the corner, and you. Man, is the uh, is the cop car still following us? Ah, uh, make me a swipe hidden roll. Can I make a drive to have evaded it? Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, there is definitely a tail on you, Ooh, and you can try to make a drive roll to go out of your way because you're just going to be going around the corner at this point. Well, okay. fuck Ooh. me, so bloody. We're, going, we're driving around Harlem. We're leaving. We're going to the next uh, the next. Uh, Neighborhood, you're going all over the place. I hit the highway. Gonna get me, off the uh, first fucking exit. Let me, <laughs> let me roll for these guys. What's their? The drive? one they don't talk about. Oh, the spot hidden. Holy smoke! They're a bunch of they're a bunch of Irish guys. They they, they ain't gonna be able to follow. What are you crazy? They don't drive like us Italians. I don't know if I feel comfortable. You saying us Italians? <laughs> Gotta okay. be honest. Uh, yeah, so you, all of a sudden, you just break off, and you could see their car turn like it was on the other side of the road, and they start tailing you, and you watch them clearly in your side mirrors, and they're trying to keep up with you, and with the slippery streets, and the snow that's piled up, take a turn here, a turn there, they keep on you for a little while, but, um, after a few minutes, you're able to shake them, you lose the tail. You're confident. You can make me a spot hidden roll, but you you succeed. You succeed with your drive roll. I'm just letting you know. You. you oh, and the dog barks out of nowhere at you. <laughs> You're the bee's knees there, Miss West. That was a that was a mighty piece of driving you did there. Ryan, are you just walking down the sidewalk though? I, I am oh, knocking on the door that we were just on. <laughs> I haven't left. I'm still the there. pawn I'm shop door. The, yeah, is this Juju House? I'm knocking really hard. <laughs> All right. It's like, you're literally there. So you're banging on the door. There's no answer. There's no sound. There's no answer. There's no nothing. And there's no, like, if I, we walk around, there's no, like, basement or any sort of, like, other entrance. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You look, you're looking through the door, like, through the glass window door, and you can see straight through the building, there's a back door with a window on it also, and you can see into that back alley that that guy had mentioned. So it looks okay. like there's a back entrance to this pawn shop as well on the other side. So yeah, then I will walk the fast way, I'm sure, to right there. <laughs> yeah, you walk around here. I'm going to show you. It's, it, it's funny because it's really hard to describe the way it's set up. So I'm going to show you a map just to get an idea of what we're looking at. So you've got West oh. 138th is where you started. Around back through the alley, you're going to see that's the entrance to Juju House and the entrance to the old pawn shop. Is that... Gotcha. And you've got the three windows on the front of the building. So it's attached, like it's one building, but there's two different separate things in here. So there's Juju House. All right. You make your way back around the alley while the rest of them are driving. 
And um, it's a long, long alley, but you can see it opens up into almost like a little small court. I wouldn't call it a courtyard, but it's a it's the best way to describe it. And you see there's two doors. You see, and one of the doors, there's this painted on the window. It says Juju House. You can see like curiosities in the window. You see like a drum and a mask. And it looks like, you know, knickknacks that would come from, from Africa, just in their design. Wes pulls up to the place with an absolutely gut-wrenching screech as she uh, she actually does a full one uh, full 180 and uh, the car is parked facing the alley but it wasn't facing the alley when she pulled the keys out of the ignition so it was just it was a real fluid movement that probably left a lot of fluids in the cockpit uh, so, <laughs> well this is actually happening while you're losing your tail while you're losing yeah. your tail, Ryan is walking down. You're walking down the alley, aren't you? You're going to go check mm-hmm. out Juju House? Yeah. You're walking down the alley, and all of a sudden you hear a whistle behind you. And you turn around, and there's two New York City police officers, and they've got their batons out, and they're kind of like hitting them <laughs> on the hand. <laughs> oh, shit. So is this a uh, serious threat? Where are you going, pal? The Juju House. It is a antique shop. I am going to buy antiques. Are you now? Why don't you come to the station with us? We've got a few questions to ask you. No, it is actually okay. I prefer not to. We want to talk about your friend, Mr. Elias. Come with us. I am not going to go with you. All right. The two officers approach you. Okay. <laughs> and... I will pull out of my bag and I will <laughs> screw it. He has a wooden hilt and a large, like, wooden stick and ties to it. It makes, like, what? a wooden sword. What? What? You... What do you pull out a broom? What are you? No, it's like a wooden sword. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. God. I will like make sure I position myself like if we're in this little courtyard, like in that corner away from the alley. So like if I actually beat the shit out of these people, like Evan asked for combat tonight, and his character made it. You're gonna like split me. Oh, it's too good. (laughs) We split the party. Of course, I got to jump some you then. All right, so let's that's do why some... he didn't put my name so on. These there, guys really. are going to approach you, and they're not backing down. So we're, yeah, let's, do sure. some, let's do some combat. So sure. it, initiative is based on dex. What is your dex score? Fifty. Ooh, these cops are going to get the jump on you. Okay, so the two that come over and they both got their their the nightsticks out, their batons, and uh, they they're like one last chance, pal. Put the put the broom handle away. All right, I guess this is how it will be. I will do my antiques after this. So you're going to fight them? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. What do you mean? All right, all right. Cam Crying's been waiting for this. I guess he wanted to see you die. All right, so the first <laughs> one tries to hit you with his nightstick. His billy club, whatever you will. Ooh. 77. That's not a success. Uh, the other one tries to swing. You just, maybe you just like absorb the hit. Uh, the yes. other one does hit you, though. So, so I, don't, your... I don't know how combat works. Is yeah, that I just get we're going to go through it. We haven't really done through. We haven't really done combat, so we're going to go through it. Okay. So you can attempt to dodge mm-hmm. uh, the attack. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can attempt to fight back. Is that just a brawl? Like, or you yeah. can do a maneuver. Re- resolve as a as a for fight back, but instead of like damage, apply the effect of the maneuver. So you can either choose dodge, fight back, or maneuver. 
I will fight back. Okay. So go ahead and make your um, combat roll, please. So brawl I roll or... like my weapon roll, or I just roll brawl? Roll brawl. Okay. Ooh, okay, you win. You so he leans in to hit you, and you stop it, and you're going to have to hit him back. Is that... I'm just looking here. Resolve is fight back, but instead of inflicting damage, apply effect or, or maneuver. Okay. Um, no, so you just, you stop the damage. Okay. You stop the damage. Interesting. Uh, okay. It's your turn. Two on one. Yeah, so I think he catches, like, he dodges. Yeah. The first one just bounces off his chest, and the second one he, like, catches the club, and then he's going to go and just headbutt him. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna roll the wooden sword, but that's like sure. Go for it. Oh my oh, goodness! Yes. An extreme success. Fourteen damage. <laughs> oh yeah, my guy. That's a fourteen damage. damage. That's huge. And you know what? Cthulhu. You oh know what? God. I can spend I can spend ten luck and I can attack again. That's a critical. <laughs> oh, you oh. crushed him. Holy shit. Uh, let me look at how much hit points he a, said a beat cop has. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> nobody, nobody told me that rain was a button, man. <laughs> All right. So you bring the sword down and the guy just like collapses at your feet. And the other one looks at you and he's mad, but he's also a little scared. You can, <laughs> you can tell. Do you want to attack again? Yeah, I'll spend my 10 luck and attack again. Holy. I'm basically going to just, like, you know, baseball bat him into the wall and, like, splat him against it. Regular success. How much damage? Nine. Nine. So you smack him, but it's not enough to stop him. That's okay. All right. I'm going to roll for him to hit you back. It's a hit. You can attempt to dodge or fight back or maneuver or whatever that is. Okay, so he's succeeded, right? Yep, so he's going to hit you. Okay. For two damage. Uh, I will use ten luck to reduce it to zero. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and make your attack. Hard success. Oh, four. Four damage. Uh, he drops also, though, with the amount of damage you did previously. So the second cop... You bring your sword down on him, and he just, like, crumples in the wet, snowy back alley. You have two police officers laying at your feet. Are they, like, unconscious, or did I kill yeah, them? Yeah, they're unconscious. Okay. Um, as you're kind of standing there, and you're huffing and puffing, and there's two police officers at your feet, people are walking by this alley, and somebody sees. You look up, and you see someone sees you standing over two downed cops. I look at them and I point. Is this the Juju house? I'm looking for the Juju house. <laughs> the guy just kind of like nods and. And then I off. give him. And then I'm gonna. Wow, well, I was gonna try and intimidate him, but. I'm gonna say with that, all of a sudden, the car pulls up and does that crazy maneuver that Veronica does, and the rest of you see Ryan standing there over two downed police. You don't know if they're dead or unconscious. There's just two police officers, uniformed police officers, at his feet. He's just unscrewing the sword to put it back in his... Sweet heavens to Betsy, my good ma'am, what have you done? I found the juju house, but uh, 
these What's guys with the accompaniment they said i couldn't go into the juju house they're they said, fucking cops but they were trying to take me in for i didn't do anything it's hey, like you pops. hey rain that's all right uh, that, it's gonna be okay let's uh let's put some bracelets on them and put them in the back of the alley and uh maybe grab the stuff out of their pockets and you know who know maybe they uh, don't show back up tomorrow yeah, maybe. Yes, just... and also maybe I park somewhere else. Sure, I think somebody saw me, though. Uh, so what you're saying is we ought to we ought to hurry up or skedaddle. Yes, I open. I do not think I could, you know, disguise myself. So we should probably think of a plan B. I am going to walk into the Juju house now that I have access. <laughs> oh. Will somebody help me clean this mess up? Uh, Gwen hey, steps you... out of the car and just... <laughs> what do you think we're going to do with them? Like, we take them with us, we make it worse. We hide them, we make it worse. We leave them here and we go somewhere else and come back later to the Juju house. When they're not here, and that might be the smarter play here. This mess includes getting Ryan in my fucking car. <laughs> I can walk here. Well, car is very car. small anyways. It's not that small. I think you might want to get inside. That, that's uh, you, fine. I yeah, Ryan, you. you go ahead. You go ahead and get in the car. I'll, I'll wait. I'll go there. ahead I'll, and walk. I'm yeah, going to Juju go. House. That is why I walked over <laughs> I here. I really don't think that's a good idea right now. There's two... New York City police officers on the ground and you're responsible for it and you just said someone saw you which means shortly there will be more than two New York City police officers here. I don't know don't think you understand what it's like what happens here when like you know they get roughed up. They it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's it's a it's a boys house. It's a fraternity. They're going to come down on you hard, man. We don't got a lot of time here. I popped the trunk. Get in. You want me to fit in the trunk? It's a big trunk, there. I mean, take a look at that, Ryan. <laughs> you mean you might have to fold up like an accordion, but uh, you know. I will not be belittled by Miss West. Do you want shotgun, man? Want to sit next to me for a half hour? I would rather you be my chauffeur. I will sit in the back seat. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> You know, Lloyd, they're gonna pinch us for this. We got to get yeah. out of here. Yeah, I think we should we should take a walk. Uh, Gwen, you wanna take a walk with us, or you wanna go with these two? Oh, uh, I think I'm gonna go for a walk. Okay, that sounds good. I'm getting the hell gonna out go for a walk. There's a park right right there, right like like 200 feet away. We can just walk right down to the park. I am upset. Winter day. Don't just... worry. There's plenty of other things that we can do, such as stare at each other in silence. We were looking Hours. so forward to Juju House. I was so close. <laughs> Again, so all of, you, here. all of you stick out like a sore thumb in Harlem as well. So people, there are people walking by. You know, what was the other street? 147. There are people mm-hmm. milling about. There are cars. And the five of you standing there. I'm, gonna, I'm assuming you parked the car so you're like blocking the alley and people can't see the police officers. Well, but, I said uh, I was also beating them up in the corner, not okay. in the, like not open. Like I further down trying... the alley in that kind of right. Like, I was trying to area. go in that little sure. courtyard to like draw oh. them in there, right in front yeah. of the windows of Juju House. Okay. Well, I prefer Juju House than all of the people walking by. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, good stuff. Very good. All right, in front of okay, over by Juju House. Gotcha. So you're all kind of like discussing this in that little court area? 
Oh, no, I'm in the walking. car. Oh, we're walking. Oh, okay. As soon as as soon as um uh, Macho Man is in the car, the car is in in gear. <laughs> Macho. All right, you finally get the car, and you hear sirens nearby. Um. Yeah. Can I can I do another drive test here? Why don't too? you just drive normally and not make it suspicious? Yeah, you don't. You're, you're, they're not here yet, but you do hear sirens. Someone's obviously okay, called I'm the police. Okay, I'm drive casual. Exactly. <laughs> Pretend everything is normal. Sure. All right. Don't be a backseat driver. And, and, and I'm doing. And Louis went for a walk, and so did Gwen. Yeah, there's a park right down the street. We just went to that. Sure. Wandered around, looked at the snow and the leaves, and made our next course of action. <laughs> Which is Juju House Take Two. No, I think uh, I think maybe we go up to Westchester, get out of, get out of the city for a day or two, <laughs> let this die down a bit, talk to Miss Carlisle, and then we can come back and revisit right. Juju House we're later. Going, we're going, got to make an appointment with Miss Carlisle in Westchester. And Seamus is just sort of disappearing into the crowd. <laughs> Collar up, hat down, walks up to a group of people that do he doesn't know, and he's like, Hey, uh, I'm, uh, I'm new to town. I was wondering if you can and just starts chatting these people up. And even if they're ignoring him, he doesn't care. He's just walking away. Nice. <laughs> the chat wants, really wants Evan to go to Juju House. They're, they're disappointed I that was you... just trying we to go to like Juju House. We have like 10 minutes left. You don't think that's Juju House time. You can go to Juju House. I there was are sirens. immediately suspicious when Matt brings up a map. And I'm like, can I roll psychology on the GM? You have a map of the Juju House. <laughs> what? Yeah, I was going to roll psychology too there. <laughs> This is a combat map. Matt's, mm. Matt's got a combat map. <laughs> what? That's not a Roll to determine map. whether this is a combat That's map. a outlet. That's the uh, layout of Juju House to help mm -hmm. uh, help show help you. clarify. What, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like how this building's set up. How there's a door in the front. There's two doors in the back. You gotta go around the alley. Yeah. You'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Juju House you never is... know because you beat up two New York City police officers in the uh, alleyway. Ah, uh, don't uh, worry. We'll, we'll be back to the Juju House. So, so plans for next week is to call Miss Carlisle and see if you can go, go meet up with her and break into her safe to get the books that uh, Jackson was after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then back to Juju. And then back. House. To and then Juju back House. to Juju House. Yeah. Juju, I think we hit up Juju House first. It's on the way. No, we should. Oh no, no. We need to take some time. Ryan <laughs> really <laughs> wants to go. We're gonna we really... Juju House on the way back from Westchester at, at night. Yeah, maybe like, you know, midnight, one in the morning, something like that. I'll tell you what, something you did notice. Feel people in the street to see you beat up whoever is, happens you, to see you in the alleyway. When you were in that courtyard and you saw the sign of Juju House, you noticed there was also a card in the window and it says it's open from 9 to 5, closed on Sundays, with lunch between 12 and 1. You did see a little card in the window when you're back there roughing up those cops with the hours I mean, of operation. Hours of operation don't really apply when Rook's in the party, so... That's true. I, I've been known to occasionally find that the locks are uh, are open when people mysteriously think they have locked the doors. <laughs> Isn't that right, Miss West? That's some strange juju. <laughs> I'm still looking for another uh, lock that you can't break. <laughs> if you ever find a lock that I can't pick, you should let me take a look at it because I'll figure that shit out. Have I ever told you that I'm kind of rivals with the Chicago Museum? Well, you know, I've made some enemies in Chicago, but I've always been willing to go back for the right incentives. You know. To... Well, they did take something of my husband's in the. Divorce. Well, from what, from my understanding, just based on what you've told me, you took something from your husband too. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> what my husband had, he gave freely. 
That's that's I'm sure he did. You you're scarier even than Rain, and he just beat the hell out of two cops. So whatever you say, well, sister. <laughs> I'm assuming this is all in my apartment after we finally yeah, meet up. <laughs> you're back in the apartment drinking, arguing over this. Like we gotta go back to jail tonight. No, we're going to Westchester. We're laying low. No. <laughs> And I'm just like, honey, I'm good friends with the cops. I can't be seen around some dead ones. <laughs> cops love me. Uh, so you want to reach out, before we wrap this up, do you want to reach out to her lawyer there? What was it, Mr. Gray? Yes. And yep. arrange, yes. see if you can even get access to the Carlisle estate? Oh, we can yeah. get access to the estate. Whether or not we go in the front door, that's another thing altogether. That's... Why don't I make a charm? Uh, I've already done charm for the day. Let me see. What what else do I have? Yeah, what other skills do I I should be the one to talk to the lawyer. It seems right. Um, no, I'm <laughs> I'm her people. Um, I go to law school. Yeah, I did go I, to law school. I, lawyer to lawyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what? I think. Oh, fuck! Persuade. How have I not done persuade yet? Oh my god! Yeah. I pop a persuade. Okay, so you call the law offices, or his, his, the number you're given. Uh, a woman answers. She says, oh, the offices of Bra Bradley, or no, uh, Dunstan, Whittleby, and Gray. How can I help you? Hello, you're speaking to the director of the Museum of Natural History in New York City. Von Horst. Uh, very good, ma'am. What can I do for you? Um, I would very much like to uh, be... Um, uh, put to the lawyer of, you know, um, whatever her name is, uh, Madam Carlyle. Yeah. Erica. Uh, Mr. Gray? Yes, that would be the one. Hold on. Click, 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 click. You should probably know the name of the person you're trying to contact <laughs> you, or it makes this completely pointless. <laughs> Mr. Gray. Oh, yeah, he goes on. Yes, yeah, well, can I help you? You sure can. I am the director of the Museum of Natural Histories in uh, New York City, and I'm looking to have a, uh, a conversation uh, in the near future pertaining to our work, um, uh, to work that we're needing to uh, um, investigate. Uh, and uh, she would be an absolutely expert um, uh, source on the matter. Uh, we're looking to have a uh, conversation with her as soon as possible. What is it regarding? Well, it is regarding um, the Carlisle expedition, of course, and um, other matters important it to um, my personal uh, interests at the moment. Here I'm kind of like audibly sighing. It's always about the damn expedition. Um fine she's got an opening tomorrow 10 a.m you can go to the house and meet with her i'll arrange to have what what is your name i'll, make, I'll put your name down on the guest list so the, the men at the gate Ma madam west the men at the gate will know who and posse and posse <laughs> uh how many how, how big is your posse now of course i have my driver makes one and then uh, several other interested parties three Okay, so you... So a total of four. Uh, okay. Aside from myself. Madam West. All right. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Miss Carlyle will be expecting you. Uh, she gets a lot of requests about the, the expedition. It's it's all been in the papers. She's answered these questions. Of course. A hundred times. 
But uh, given but that you my husband, my late husband was uh, a financier of theirs. Uh, well, you know, uh, using museum funds to help expedite the uh, expedition. Um, of course, not the major financer of the expedition, but one of the contributors. And, um, you know, we, we, we were just uh, hoping that I might have a conversation with her as um, peer to peer. Very good, Madam West. You can speak with her tomorrow at 10 a.m. Marvelous. Thank you. Just click on the other end. Oh, it was horrible. I was all wrong from the start. Oh, God. So you have your appointment with Erica Carlisle, the sister of the Carlisle Expedition. All right, so let's wrap this up. Let's do the roundtables. Everybody plug what you got going on this week. Aaron, what else do you have going on this week? So this week, uh, tomorrow, 12 p.m. on Garblag Game, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Garblag Games uh, will be the finale of Akchun Cthulhu, where we see whether or not our uh, squad of Nazi bashers are actually crazy enough to go into the hole where all the horrible things are, or whether or not we stick to our plan and just blow it up and run like hell. Blow it up. That's what I'm saying. And then uh, Sunday over on Free League, we'll be back for some Aliens fun where our psycho crew takes our ship out for its first spin and then back here on Tuesday to uh, go talk to Erica. That's right. And possibly Juju House this time. Or that Juju, time. House. Juju, Juju House. Juju House. Maybe eventually. <laughs> uh, Megan, are you still making your way through the board game library? Uh, this week I took off because I'm finishing unpacking my house. Very unexciting and whatnot but exciting to me all the same very there you go i bought mansions of madness it arrived the other day before to get into that <gasps> i talked to I jeff is game. it good and he's like yeah because i love eldritch horror and uh yeah it looks good uh Pat, oh, what is going on in your packed schedule this week holy shit yeah i'm so sorry my schedule's so goddamn packed uh thank you again matt for running an absolutely marvelous game and all the rest of the players for being fucking spectacular and i love all of you anyway here's my spiel uh hi i co-run diesel shot uh on mondays uh we have a game that i'm not involved in the only one uh diesel shots high road campaign which is a DD uh 5e adventure featuring uh, a lovely cast of players and uh run by my co-host lee on tuesdays you'll find me here uh evenings garblog games 10 to 12 repping the north america branch of this fine franchise and on wednesdays we have a sponsored game on diesel shot sponsored by the lovely fool's moon publishing uh or um sorry entertainment and uh they're they're marvelous folks and they've uh funded our worlds without numbers campaign which we you know wouldn't be running without them and that is seven to nine p.m est and on Thursdays, you'll find me running, or uh, sorry, starring in uh, our Fallout game, uh, Uranium Fever on Diesel Shot from 8.30 to 12-ish. And Fridays, I have the night off, but the days I spend on Garblog Games playing Vampire the Masquerade. Vampire. <laughs> 
4 p.m. EST until we end, usually around 7, at which point I go to my girlfriend's house and enjoy her pool. Wow, it is great to be alive. <laughs> and Saturday, uh, usually, and this one in particular, you'll find me on Diesel Shot 32 midnight playing uh, something sci-fi this week. We're going back to Change Stars, baby, as we unveil Change Stars' drone rules. Yeah. Nice. It's not just for Obama, folks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> literally any pilot or, uh, you know, person with the operator skill in Change Stars can use a, uh, a drone to do things um, and manipulate the world in a support role. And we are exploring that mechanic this week. So you can find me on Saturday, Monday. I did the thing. I'll be back here Tuesday, folks. Awesome. Jeff, what do you have coming up this week? I'm done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, twitch.tv slash lollygaggers. On Friday, we play Delta Green. We're playing through Impossible Landscapes. And we're about to finish part two uh, of four. So we're about halfway through that campaign. Uh, and it's gotten pretty bonkers. Uh, Saturday, we uh, are also playing Worlds Without Number. We are getting close to the end of our season one of that. Uh, we've been doing a little campaign for the past couple of months. And then on Monday, uh, we'll be back to Alien, continuing our Cinders of Heaven campaign, where you can see Matt uh, lose various appendages, commonly his arms. No. Uh, and then no more. <laughs> and then tomorrow night, <laughs> oh, Matt, Matt made a brand arms. new character, <laughs> so I have two fresh arms to rip off of him. So it's great. <laughs> Uh, and then tomorrow night I'll be over on Defenders of Cobalt playing uh, playing Pathfinder Second Edition. No, this character is keeping his arms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe not his legs, but he's keeping his arms. I can work with that. All right, Evan. Old Maddie, two legs. <laughs> what do you got going on the rest of the week? Uh, nothing hasn't been said. I'm taking a break for Aliens, but I'll probably be back in a few weeks. Um, besides that, we're just playing this on Tuesdays. Awesome. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you, everybody who tuned in and joined us. And thank you to the players, as always. It was a lot of fun as we're unraveling the mystery behind Jackson Elias' death. See you next Tuesday.